John from FastFactsBlog.com. Today I'm going to go through what I call the dessert tray approach to writing blog posts. Back in college, getting on 20 plus years ago, I waited tables to make ends meet and uh, actually landed my first job in college waiting tables. Uh, the, the, the money's pretty good for a part-time job that you can do on weekends and, and the odd night here or there. The money's great per hour and that's why I wanted to do it. I was terrible at first, but I I stuck around. Fortunately, the restaurant kept me around long enough to figure out the job. They took a chance on me because I had no experience doing it. Anyways, uh, there were a few people in the restaurant that I worked at. This is actually, I should say, the second restaurant that was that was really busy and did a huge amount of volume. And uh, I was lucky to get in there because the tips could be really good there. Anyway, there were a few people there who could really sell. And I mean really sell. And I learned a ton from them. And they would get... <laughs> average table sales, sales per table, you know, much higher than a lot of other people would. And they did a number of things. And one, one, one thing that they did that I watched and that they showed me and told me that really worked well was selling desserts. Okay. The dessert is often the forgotten course and you don't sell desserts by pointing out to the table, the little br- dessert brochure on the end that's all sticky and gross. And you don't sell desserts by meekly going up to your table and suggesting, does anybody want dessert tonight? No, nobody's going to buy dessert when you do it that way, unless somebody's coming in specifically for dessert. The best way that you can sell dessert to a high percentage of your tables is you bring out a tray of all the prepared desserts and set it down in front of them and just start explaining which what uh, each dessert is. They don't listen to you. They don't care. They can see them. And if they're good-looking desserts, and most are in restaurants, you could sell a ton of them, and it works like gangbusters. So that's what I did. I didn't come up with the idea. I just watched and, and listened to other people. And it, desserts are great to sell because they're, they're easy to prepare. Yeah, your table sticks around a bit longer. But more often than not, you can sell another round of booze. And that's that's where the checks get really big. Maybe it's a, a liquor coffee or something like that. Anyways, the whole point was showing that tray got the sales like crazy. All right, so... The same applies to blogging. You can make your blog post so much better by showing your readers what you're talking about. Now, there's a number of ways to do it. You can do it in the writing itself, and you can do it with additional media. First, I want to talk about the writing itself. Now, I don't do this as much as I should, and I try to get writers I hire to do it, and some are really good at it, and some not so good at it, and I really try to prefer to work with the writers that can do it. In fact, it's one of the things I look out for early on. And that is to write in a way that creates imagery. Uh, a lot of the topics we write about on niche site blogs are, are kind of boring. They're informative. They're evergreen. They're basically informative because people are searching in, in Google and they want answers to questions and that sort of thing. So to write it is kind of boring. To read a lot of it is kind of boring. But there's no reason we can't combine interesting with informative. I'm not suggesting that you don't deliver on the information that's being sought. That's really important. You've got to nail the information. That, that's key because they're searching coming to your site. But if you can make it just a little bit interesting with the way you write, that makes that makes a huge, huge, huge difference. And I've worked on it. I'm not the world's best at it. I, I, I try to do it in my articles. It, it, it can be as simple as an interesting introduction, maybe a personal story that you can tie in to the article itself. That, that alone can work wonders 
for a blog article. But you can also weave in examples and personal stories. Maybe you can retell a interesting news story with a link out to whatever. I've, I've done this a number of times. I mean, some, there's some crazy interesting stories out there every day that come out and often you can somehow relate them to whatever article it is. And that's interesting. And people are going to read about, oh, that's interesting. And then they get, and then you provide the information. Anyways, the whole point is, is you show through good writing that provides uh, imagery and examples and anecdotes and peppy language to your readers to engage them. Okay, so that's one way. The other way, of course, is through media. All right, obviously there's images. So that's a no-brainer. You can get images. You can use stock photo sites. You can take your own photos. That's easy. I strongly recommend it. I use a, I use a lot of photos in a lot of my niche site content, tons of them. Not only do they add a lot of space in the post for more ads that can dis, that can be displayed because ads are often displayed every X number of pixels in the middle of content. So that's going to increase your revenue. People are going to scroll longer. They're on your site longer. It's all good. So images are really good. Now you don't want to go overboard. You don't want to have like a, you know, a gallery is one thing. A gallery post is one thing. You have lots of photos and images, but if you have a text-based article, you're not going to like throw in 35 images just because you can. That, that, that makes it hard to read. It shouldn't distract from the reading of the article. It needs to enhance the article itself. So images definitely want to use them. Free stock sites out there where you can get free photos. It's a no-brainer. The other thing that you can do is definitely you want to incorporate product images. I actually have used, I've embedded literally thousands of Amazon product images. And I don't do it because I, I want the affiliate commission. And I, I, you, you scoff probably when you hear me say that. But it's actually true because they don't actually generate all that much affiliate commissions at all. So it's not really my intention. My intention is a lot of the content I write about may reference a particular product or a tool or something. And the best way to illustrate it is to show an example of that product and the best place for that is Amazon and it can embed them very very easily very very quickly and it is linked with an affiliate link so if they do click and go to Amazon I do get a commission and that's all well and good but most of my content is in informational it's not buyer intense so that the click through and sales rate is really low like my affiliate com commissions from Amazon is not that great not considering how many images I've used so uh, use them Amazon images Amazon Amazon is a tremendous library of super helpful images that you can use on your site with the proper embed. Don't download and upload Amazon images. You need a proper plugin to embed them. There's lots of Amazon affiliate plugins that will do that. Another way to do it is with charts and graphs. You can make a chart or a graph or a table or whatever fairly quickly, and you can do it free with Google Sheets. I use Google Sheets. It may take you a little extra time to figure it out if you've never done it, but it's pretty pretty user uh, intuitive. You could figure it out pretty quickly, but you just need even the simplest little bit of data to create some bars and explain what the chart is. It, it can be so, so simple. And just try to find a little bit of data relevant to the article that you're writing and put in a chart or graph. And it's going to get, it's going to get uh, interest. People are going to like it. They're going to appreciate. Everybody loves data and stats. It's just, it's really going to be a big enhancer for your articles. May, make it look a lot more credible as well. What else? Screenshots. Screenshots can be really good. Uh, in some cases, you may want permission, but generally, if you are profiling a particular website or a business or something in a positive light, they're not going to have an issue with it. But if you if technically, 
technically legal to speak and you need permission to do that. But, uh, like I, I don't get permission for every screenshot. Okay. I, I just don't, I, I, I don't, if I were writing a wicked negative review about a particular outfit, then I might, I probably wouldn't get the screenshot cause I wouldn't want any problems, but, or I would look for something else from another source. But otherwise I think, I think it's pretty safe, right? But they can add a lot of visual value to a particular type of article, especially if you're doing like a, a software review or something like that, they're invaluable, the screenshots. That's why I love doing software reviews because like you just screenshot the whole, whatever it is, you know, the back end, the front end, etc. It's so easy. A lot of info, do the tutorial, step one arrow, blah, 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 blah. Super helpful to anybody who's, who who needs that info. Super helpful. I mean, how, how many tutorials have you read online that's like saved your bacon? I mean, anything to do with a with a computer? I'm like, how do I do this? I don't know. You know, speaking of Google Sheets, I've I've gone through I don't know how many tutorials, both video and I I really do prefer people who just set out a series of screenshots over a video. The video takes a long time to sit through and watch. Somebody who's done a nice tutorial with screenshots, I can blast through that in literally seconds to figure out what exactly it is I need to do. So these are super helpful posts. They they do take a while to put together. Any any how to typically is one of those sort of like whoo that's a slog. You know, it's a lot of work if there's a lot of steps, but you can get a lot of traffic, and you know, while it is a lot of work, they're, they're fairly easy to do. Easy relative to other types of uh, content that's more technical. Anyways, they they can be invaluable in terms of really adding a visual enhancement to your article. So, at the end of the day, you when you look at your article and you and you got the text, and maybe you have a featured image. Like seriously, go through it, read it, and figure out where and what you can add to add more of a visual component, like read the, read the writing. It's not hard to, to weave in a, even another story from a news website. Like go check out, I don't know, just type in like whatever in Google search and see what comes up in the news sites, maybe something. And then it's interesting. I've done it in, in emails a lot where I, it's, it's not my story. I just read about it. In fact, I don't really look for it. I usually, I read the news and something I'm like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Okay, well, I'm going to use that as part of an email, just retell like, a brief recaption of, of the story. I always link to the original story. And then I try to put it together with an email. And you can do this with almost any article. Your own experiences are invaluable. I mean, you can always take this podcast, for example, and this was originally an email that I wrote. I mean, I, I'm equating how to make your posts more interesting with how I used to get a fair amount of dessert sales just by showing dessert tray, right? That's a perfect example right there. So think how you can enhance your articles like that. People are going to appreciate it more. Ultimately, not always, and it depends on your niche, but you know, you could get people who are actually going to visit your site regularly because they actually just really like how you go about things. That's, that's the greatest accolade you could get. Thanks for listening.